Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. How cool is it living in today's global economy where one click of a button and product arrives on your doorstep the very next day. This podcast is going to dive deep into how that happens in the fascinating world of working in import and export. I've dedicated my entire career in that industry and it is chock full of stories and how to do things. So you become aware of what it takes to move products around the world. I'm your host, Lorianne, your trade diva, and this is Shut Up and Go Trade. Hello, hello. Your trade diva here. Episode two of Shut Up and Go Trade. You know, we love technology and we can't live without it. My goodness, is it stressful when it doesn't work. Oh, but we're back and we are in full force with this episode. We're talking about trade finance options on an import level. Now, this episode is really cool because how I wanted to have things, not just me sitting here and talking at you, but having you listen in on real life discussions as to how the processes work and how they're set up and how they're handled. So what you're going to be listening to is actually some discussion pieces that starts with a text on a Sunday evening to a lunch meeting on a Monday. And you'll have to excuse, yes, there's some joking going on and there is some music in the in the background. And then we go into a Zoom call with the president of the bank. So you'll hear some discussion as to, you know, what his questions are for the for the client, as well as our backup discussion afterwards. And then at the end, Ralphie and I, yes, Ralphie's back, yay, kind of wrap things up and, and discuss more on the topic. So right now, all I want you to do is shut up and go trade. So this week, I had an idea for the show, and then it took a little twist as of just yesterday. I get a text from a client slash friend that I've been working with who's like, uh, you know, with, with importing this product that I've been helping him try to source from overseas... He's like, can I get credit? And I'm like, what, what do you mean credit? Because, you know, I'm from the logistics side. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you want me to apply for credit at the at the carrier? I already have that set up for you. And I said, you don't want to do cash in advance anymore, right? Because that's what he's been doing. Mm-hmm. I've got a guy. And guess who I'm here with today? <laughs> well, when you told me about it, I thought back to I had to do a presentation on import financing in Maine. And I was really anxious about it because I was thinking about, okay, export, there's so much more to say and so much more to talk about, right, on the export side. I wound up speaking for over two hours on the import side, not knowing Mm -hmm. how much there's available on the import side. And the import side is is a little difficult for the importer because Mm -hmm. they're the ones that are going to be obtaining 
financing. Yes. So they have to do the financing part. They have to sell it to the bank and they have to sell it to the supplier as well. Mm-hmm. And that becomes a, what I, a sweat equity. They're going to have to really put in the work to do. Right. That. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here in the, you know, in the States, uh, you say imports people, Oh, mm-hmm. wait, no, you know, everybody wants, you know, Made in America, again, you got us. We can't make everything here mm-hmm. as far as components, the raw materials. It's just not possible. So, yes, manufacturers have to source. So, yeah, you go to your traditional financing routes. You say import. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. But there is assistance available. There is different ways instead of just paying cash in advance for the importers here in the United States to bring the product in and not have to lay out all the cash. The import side is 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 tougher to find assistance. But what I found, and I'm sure you found, that if you're working with an importer, that's like telling people when they want to travel internationally and they're uncomfortable, travel to Canada first. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. then go to England, you know, you speak the language. So import's a great way to get into international business because you're learning everything from the other side and you have to do all the work. And how many importers have you worked with that said, wow, that was pretty easy. Thank you. Now I think I can find product or make product or service to sell. Yeah. And, you know, the dealing on the import side too, again, you know, we, we highly focus on the exports and there are U.S. regulations on the export side. Well, there's regulations on the import side. The product that this particular person is interested in um, comes with a USDA APHIS scenario. So there's certain documentation you need for that. The duties and taxes involved, depending on where he's getting it from. You know, it's a big swing and where the duty rate falls, what's the intent, you know, because there's all these intent, meaning what's it going to be produced into or if it's going to be produced into something. And it's just then my mind starts going into all these other directions of because I was also in in a past life. I've dealt with setting up foreign trade zones for companies or, you know, utilizing the the trade agreements. That we have with other countries, and again, some people that are you know totally into the the you know buy America only, we get that. However, again, all these raw materials coming in, components are then made into products here. So manufacturing is here. It's not a dirty word to say import, and it also can create jobs. As far as like what mm-hmm. I just mentioned on the foreign trade zone side, you have to have specialists involved in that. If there's a, a processes, there's setting up that particular way of doing your imports that just grows into a whole nother. Now you're going to hear the lunch meeting. The next one is OSB boards. Uh, he was looking at China or Ukraine or somewhere over there. And he's been paying cash in advance. Are you are you uh, are you brokering? Do you have buyer and seller? Or oh, yeah. So in terms of your suppliers, right? Mm-hmm. You're paying your suppliers cash, right? Yeah, payment. And and you have a line of credit with with, them, yeah. with, with that. Mm-hmm. So is, are you paying for the 
product before you actually sell it? Oh, yeah. Well, everything's paid 100%. Oh, but, so you're losing. There's a, there's the gap. There's the gap. So he might be on net 30, but by the time he sells it, by the time yeah, it comes it, it, in. Yeah, it about two to four weeks before we see it. So you, you could actually utilize a bank. I mean, I don't want to get, make, a, take, take a simple, con, you know, take a simple um, flow and make it complicated. But looking at getting terms. If you buy materials from it. But when you sell it, it may be about four weeks in that Right. Well, so you're talking about uh, who you're selling to the product? No, your supplier. Oh, my, it's manufacturers. So, I mean, a leather credit would work, but what I found is I haven't used it before, but mm-hmm. the process was kind of, sounded like one more hassle than it was worth. But how much money do you think you could save if you gave them a letter of credit and that letter of credit was used in LC 30, 60, 90, 180 days? Would that be a benefit to them? Well, what, what he's saying is the letter of credit, if you have it with like a time, yeah, a time draft scenario, you get the days that you need. They can go to the other side, to their bank, and still process it, basically at site. Mm-hmm. And the only people taking the risk is the bank. He would be financing his supplier. Yeah. So the benefit to the supplier is they have a, they can monetize his letter of credit. Yeah. Now the negative for Walter is he's tying up his line of credit. Yeah. But he won't be paying for the instrument, the letter of credit, because his supplier will pay for that. Yeah. Because the supplier now has a financing. Well, you said though you've never used your line of credit, right? No, so that's I don't think that's an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Using your line of credit would benefit. I mean, if you're not if it's there, whatever you're paying. Doing the calculation, it might be to your best interest to do a 60, 90 day letter <laughs> to your supplier. And what I'm thinking is this would be the template for future business. You could use cash against documents, cash against documents against etc. In terms of looking at this as a springboard to your future business. Demand issue, the supplier can care less how you pay for it. Yeah. And can dictate how you pay for it. Mm-hmm. Or the other side, which has a longer lead time, it's cheaper, but it's going to take a hell of a lot longer to get, but then just even with the import duties that I've been telling you, it's still cheaper. Looking at, if you're not looking to tie up your line of credit, you could actually do a non-credit product like cash and stockings, stockings against acceptance, where his bank would see there's an underlying transaction and might be able to finance against this non-credit. So, you would be looking at documents coming in from the supplier, supplier's bank, 30, 60, 90 days. And then 
on your end, you would have to pay 30, 60, 90 days on any line transaction, but there would be no line of credit. What the cash needs documents would do is the two banks talk to each other and kind of... Does the get their money right away? They can. They can discount the draft. Depending upon their relationship with their bank, that would be like their purchase or the financing program. The banks would vet each other. Experience. You don't want to do that, but these clowns these days don't do that. He doesn't even know who the hell to talk to at his office. I would, yeah. And say and I have, yeah. But on the other side, he's got to go to the suppliers and say, hey, I'm thinking of, can we do this on a, uh, on a DA level? Now you're going to hear the Zoom call with the client's bank. Yeah, see, Ted, Ted this is Laurie. Uh, right, right now, he has an immediate need uh, to start with, he's looking at like 10 container loads of, of the OSB boards, either from um, China or from the Ukraine. Um, it's, coming, it's coming down to who can get it here the fastest. Um, and it's... Minimum six figures. So, you know, it's kind of like, uh, who, where's his direct contact to, to see about setting up uh, documents against acceptance or an LC for the. Let me talk to our business banking folks. But the 10 container is just the beginning. We're going to be shipping 100, 200 containers. So. Yeah. So it's, you're looking at seven figures. It's just we have an immediate need like he needs to put an order in because supply is so crappy you know the supply chain is just nuts um he's looking at fall if he doesn't get an order in real quick okay great no i'm just going to talk to our business banking folks and see what capabilities they have and see if uh maybe the, 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 the guy that runs the group can uh pick up the ball here run for let me uh, let me do a little homework and i'll get back to you uh Lori, and we'll go from there okay all right sounds good thank you so much you're welcome. Take care. All right. Uh, Walter would be assigned a relationship manager who would be calling him on a regular basis, right? That hasn't happened, right? So we kind of need to reset. I'm, I'm treating this as if I'm the business. This is what happens sometimes in the international FX world uh. because – not every company does international and foreign exchange. Right now, like he, Walter called me before uh, we got on this call. And like I told him right now, every week that he waits for placing an order, it's like at least three weeks delivery pushed out. And it's, yeah, after the first one, Walter, you'll be able to pick up the phone and it'll be done. When you don't have to yeah. worry about this. It's the first, always the first one when you haven't done it with your bank and they're kind of going through this. Yeah, it, it's a little. This is where you would have already identify an international client and have a line of credit in place for international business. And then all you do is issue. Now, you don't need a credit line for documents against payment or documents against acceptance, but you do need a credit line for letters of credit. Mm -hmm. And this is like we talked about in the classes where Walter may need to bid on an international product project, and that's where he needs a line of credit for possibly 
a standby letter of credit to bid on a project for performance, for warranty. Walter, we can work on in the meantime, other than me getting the latest and greatest logistical side of things. Yeah, but once you're set up, it'll be an easy phone call for you and no big deal. So we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Awesome. All right, guys. Beautiful day in Rochester, huh? Yeah. Ralph and I then met back up afterwards to discuss the week's meetings and calls and sort some of the discussion out and bring up some new topics. You know, we talk a lot heavily on the export side of things. You know, that's where the money is, you know, getting it out, getting U.S. products out overseas. And we forget, though, how to make that U.S. product and sourcing and what that means and what importers, people look at that word as a nasty word sometimes, how to get that product in. And you have buyers here in the U.S., the manufacturers or or what have you, that need to source product, come in, and how do they get help? And and interesting enough, this topic came up because we had somebody contact in the realm of how can I finance my import? You have to do the sweat equity. You know, when you watch those home improvement programs we talked about, you know, there's a certain amount of... You say sweat equity a lot. (laughs) Yes, but I do say sweat equity because that's my go-to. That's my... That's my go-to, right? So that's what I'm known for. That's I'm going to get a T-shirt. Sweat you should equity. get a T-shirt. A sweat equity. Is there another word for it? Well, you got to do a lot of work yourself, right? You got to roll up the sleeves. You got to roll up your sleeves and do it, some yeah. work. I think what happens, some of the government agencies <laughs> try to come across and make it like it's too easy to do this. But you do have to do a certain amount of work and put in some level of effort to get started. The importer, just like they're doing exports, what should they do? They should go visit their supplier, right? They should see the product. Yes, there are vetting ways to do that because it is sometimes, you know, the small company can't just go hop on a plane and go over and do that, but you can get like uh, Veritas is in country or SGS. Exactly. Are, yes. you know, and these are, you know, sanctioned people by the USDOC. They even recommend, you know, doing that, et cetera. To yes, vet your supplier mm-hmm. overseas. And you know, people people cringe at that, <gasps> making it cheaper overseas. No, 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 no. You're getting parts, which is fine, bringing it in, and then the labor and the engineering side is here. When I worked in the semiconductor industry, a JV over in China, and it was the same thing. It was we would some of the bigger components of the engineering over, like the the plan, here's how you're mm-hmm. gonna do it. And they would put it, some of it together, the finished side of things was done here in the U.S. And the final yes. engineering and the mm-hmm. technical aspect was all done here. Now, with that, that company had not only the import financing need, but mm-hmm. then they had an export financing That's right. need. Mm-hmm. I think you were our bank, banker there, too, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. How to handle the defect side of that. And then, you know, you're paying on that. So, you know, you had to be really, how you work that financing side that if there's 
an allowance for 10% defect or whatever rate monetarily mm-hmm. I'm mean, paying on that. But this, the import financing side, people really forget about it. They forget about it, but they don't understand how to articulate it. And sometimes you have to boil it down. Banks are, rightfully so, they're looking at repayment. They said, well, we buy all of this stuff, but we have customers. I said, stop right there. We'll do the deal. It's not going to be laying in a warehouse, so you won't have that. You know warehouse. I don't know that Mm -hmm. into the business. But it's already sold. So all you're doing is bringing stuff in. And you have it told, you're not even assembling, you're just buying in bulk. You take things to another level of import finance and like, okay, Mm -hmm. I need to source this, but do you have customers? As simple as that sounds, right? Mm -hmm. That's always missing in all the phone calls. Do you have customers? Mm -hmm. That's all I want to hear. Purchase orders lined up? Yes. Do you? And there's purchase order financing. Some banks, sophisticated international banks, do just Purchase order financing, supply chain financing. There are companies that specialize just in supply chain financing. And that's a whole nother field. That's that's a, a podcast, I think. Yeah, well, itself. even with the, the sourcing side and then doing assembly here and such, mm-hmm. that's that's a whole nother topic too when it comes to utilizing mm-hmm. foreign trade zones or the bonded warehouse, mm-hmm. even the scenario of the push through. If it's not already sold or if it's going to go out somewhere else, or, you know, if it's going to sit for a while, don't let it sit in your own warehouse for mm-hmm. months on end. Put it in a place that you don't have to get clearance into the U.S. yet. But this opens up, right? So you can stop here and say, okay, we're just going to cover the high-level import financing. But that import financing discussion, right, can take on a whole life of its own. Are you a broker? Mm-hmm. Are you going to take possession of the goods or are you just going to do the pass-through? How are you financing? You need to meet with, and that's what we're finding, right? And you found, you have to find, back to your original, you have to find me at the bank. Mm -hmm. That's your advocate to do international trade. Every bank has someone or is outsourced to a party that does trade. You need to find that person. Well, and that, but that can be difficult sometimes, as we just learned meeting with a local company that has talked to their bank, mm-hmm. but didn't know how to talk to the bank. And That's the right. bank didn't know that maybe the person or because of, you know, whatever internal things were going on, those questions were missed. Mm-hmm. And the answer, this could have been solved months ago for this person. And now he's down to the wire of, I need to put these orders in. The supply chain is a mess. Every week I wait, it's going to get another month. I got to get this order in, but I don't want to put my own cash out. That's right. Because by the time it comes in and then it goes back out and then he's got the net whatever days with his customers, he's got that gap. And that's what he needed is to finance that gap side. And and the problem, and that's a good point, because the problem most importers face is how they word that to yes. a bank. Don't ever use bridge financing yeah, to a right, bank, right? right bridge right, financing right. just scares the hell out of the banks. But what I liked about the conversation, and again, this happens 99% of the time. I'm not exaggerating. You meet with this individual that's importing, right? And what do they always say? Well, if you can do this deal, I've got 
20 other yeah. deals. I was so impressed. His bank didn't even know yes. he was worth 10 million, whatever plus, And he's got three yeah. different companies. They were like, oh. And you're looking at someone's business, right? And this is kind of like peeling away the yeah. onion. Did yeah. I ever use that? You use term? that again. Yeah. I'd use that. <laughs> no, I never use that. You'd- I say, Mommy, replay the first podcast. Okay, uh, to peel it's back okay. the onion. Or it might be in the call. It, it might be the, the actual call. Did I say it in the call? I think you said peel the onion. I need to get a better vocabulary. You, you need to. Yeah, I need to up my game. You got to get up with the lingo. I need to get up with the lingo. Like, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they're looking for a bank to execute, not teach. Yeah. Cash management side of the bank. The cash management side, they'll talk about fraud. But in the context of fraud, they'll talk about, hey, we've got programs mm-hmm. at the bank to help prevent right. fraud. Now, I know you're going to get a lot of feedback from banks of what I said about an operations person selling trade. But the operation, I was an operations person, and my boss said, Ralph, you're going to plunge the world in an economic recession if I take you out of any more gold. Because that's <laughs> all I did. I pointed out, well, sure, if you want to buy product from wherever, you're going to get stuck with Crap. Uh, you, the old story with the, you know, chickens and the unrefrigerated, you know, those those yeah. stories, batteries that, that it wasn't specified that they were they were charged batteries. They were just batteries and the description they came in and it was all dead batteries. I was like, well, you didn't specify whether they should be charged. Batteries. <laughs> you know, the whole yeah, deal yeah. About that. so that's kind of within the kind of, there's all these horror stories. But if you meet with as we met with with the principal, he pretty much, and you'll see this on the export side as well, they're telling you how to do it. All they need you to do is implement. Yeah, it's a good call like that one. You know, the information's rolling off the person's mm-hmm. tongue and it's like, just like you said, just what's the solution? Just give me the solution and yes. we're done. And there's a solution. It, it's amazing. You can sit there and it, the real challenge is you don't want to just blurry out a solution without listening because I'm listening to him and my mind is all over the place. I'm thinking about his company 10 years from now. Why would I be thinking? Well, you should be though. But it's distracting from what he's talking about now because my mind is going, okay, if he's bringing in this product like this, then I want to get this party that I know involved on the supply chain side. It's like, Ralph, slow down. Mm -hmm. Let's get this done first. Let's sell it to the bank. And it's a difficult, even when I worked at banks, and I've repeated this many times before, that I had to sell the position internally. Yeah. So, but that it's just the import side. Mm -hmm. Why companies or people in general just, uh, no, we don't, we don't do that. Mm -hmm. Well, you do Mm -hmm. if you're making something or even if you're buying it in the United States from a a company in the United States that might just sell parts and components. Mm -hmm. They're sourcing it and even using that through their own supply chain. Uh, I, but that's the springboard to more future business. And wow, if I if I could find a way to import this product or service, I have customers that are looking for that that I haven't been able to finance. Yeah. So so this scenario was just like it was like the the brass ring of what they needed. You asked the question about do you have customers. It was like, oh, ding, 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 yeah. perfect, perfect scenario. And then we just connected right to the bank, who we needed. And, uh, you know, the calls are continuing. You know, we've already, we, we got it going. We've got the whole thing moving. And so the purpose of this topic mm-hmm. 
is about having people that are listening, really, if they're at an executive or an ownership level or operations, to really take a step back and look at their processes of how are they doing it, where is it coming from, and can we help with our own cash outflow, Mm -hmm. mitigate it a little bit, that, Mm -hmm. you know, slow it, slow the faucet down, if you Mm -hmm. will. Spigot. Turn the spigot. There you go. That's an old guy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you import? Do you export? Do you need financing for that? And how are you financing that? (laughs) Four questions. Yeah. I just held up. What? Ten. Ten. I'm a banker. So, yeah. Yeah. Getting in with the company as soon as they get started like this company we were talking mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. if you get in at the beginning and help that company, because he has so many more opportunities, he's well, brilliant. You, your mind went to 10 years, yeah. and you, you see that, that vision of he does this mm-hmm. deal is just going to bing, and then what he's looking at down the road, he's like, that's just the starter. Well, you have to look at that. That's right. Ten-year plan, if you mm-hmm. will, or what's going to happen on there. Because even I'm thinking in terms of the logistics side that I help him with about okay, yeah. And last night we were, I was talking with him again, how to bring it in, and and the my mind is mm-hmm. okay. There's different avenues here for this, and when it does get larger, you know, so. So this call with this company was like so perfect. It was like the perfect storm of the questions being asked, what was being answered, and how all of a sudden it was just the light bulbs were mm-hmm. going off. But it was a casual conversation, right? Stream of consciousness thing. Yep. I use those words a lot as well, stream of consciousness. But yeah, I think when are you gonna throw in synergy? No. Well, I think I think he's a good example of green shoots that we should democratize and maybe <laughs> cascade up and capture the synergy of that conversation. There you go. Correct? Absolutely. Yes. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so this, this is a good call and it's a continuing um, how first we met with the client, then we get connected with the bank and it's a good listen in. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's all the time that we have for this week's episode. You want to dive deeper into this topic, see some behind the scenes, and also know all of our various other social media platforms, please go to the YouTube channel, Shut Up and Go Trade. Remember to subscribe, put your comments, questions, anything you want to throw at us. And who knows, maybe we'll even ask you to be on the show sometime. Until then... Everybody take care and shut up and go trade.